Cradleine Network. If I had my time again, I would do it all the same. And I'd change a single thing, even when I was the blind. I am the Lord, and this is the 12th episode of Big Bag One. My name is Conrad, along with my friend Eli. This is the podcast two Americans patrol their way through the Judge Dredd magazine. Last episode, we reached the end of 1991 in our magazine timeline. So we're taking an episode to a retrospective on the year in Megs. It's time to talk about the previous year of the Judge Dredd magazine. And to help that conversation, we'll just give out some awards for a bunch of categories. It's our semi-regular award show, The Maggies. <laughs> We've got a Woo. bunch of categories. Yeah, very exciting. We all got our ruby, our ruby red tuxedos on and all that stuff. As always, define <laughs> these categories as loosely as possible. Individual page for a whole year, whatever you want to do. Um, we'll also have reader nominations after we do all of ours. And I appreciate everybody who wrote in. Um, you know, listen, this is our first full year of Judge Dredd magazine coverage. I'm very excited about it. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. How are you doing, Eli? I'm doing great. Nice. Excited to hit this big milestone. Yeah. Excited to give some awards to some hard workers out there. Absolutely. Yeah. Some uh, folks who have deserve, who are deserving for their artistic ability and stuff. I think that's right. always a, a, good, yeah. a good thing to do. Yeah. As an artist myself, I just assume they aren't getting enough credit. So I I'm feel glad the word. Yeah. I mean, as someone, as someone who appreciates art, I feel like an artist – like or creatives in general i guess both writers and artists never get as much credit as they should be getting you know i feel like it's something (laughs) that is a problem we've got as a society or something you know what i'm saying right yeah yeah i mean i think it's most just um art can be a very long slog and then like to create a piece that you know someone just reads once and then never Mm. like really returns to but they you know spent several months to a year you know creating it so absolutely that duality i think is what's uh the the interesting part about it for sure well i think that's part of what what we're trying to do here is just kind of take a close look at things and maybe try to have some time thinking and talking about stuff and not just sort of throw it away after we've read it once or something like that (laughs) yes Exactly. Doing good work out here. Absolutely. Listen, we're the change. Mm-hmm. We're being the change we want to mm-hmm. see, buddy. That's what you do, you know? <laughs> and so to that end, let's get started as we go to our first category, Best Art. Eli, what was your favorite art that we looked at? We're covering, I guess, the magazine issues of 4 through 15 here, this 1991 yeah. con, uh, all the stuff cover date of 1991. Um, I, my best art. Art Award goes to uh, Armitage. Ooh. Um, um, Sean with, Phillips, uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, do we – can I do uh, runner-ups as well? Please. Yeah, absolutely. I, yeah, I'd love to hear uh, – and, and, and then ex- explanations for all of them as well. I'd love to hear oh, why, yeah. why your yeah. tops your yeah. tops. Yeah. Um, uh, Armitage with second place being uh, Red Razor. Ooh, nice. Uh, Steve Yolk. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, uh, Armitage because it – uh, the art's very detailed. They have a great sense of color as well as panel layout mm. um, th- throughout the entire uh, comic. They kind of use these double page spreads for everything. Yeah. So that there was like, if there's some action or a really important part of the scene, it was in the center and kind of even filling in some of the borders between some of the other panels. Right. And 
Yeah, it was so striking that I was thinking about trying to do more work like that in my own personal work. Oh, that's amazing. It, it, yeah, because it's such a powerful but like very direct way of going about it. Yeah, I, it, I know that's something we've we've called out every time when, when we when, when we talked about Armitage. Those really striking, uh, two like every page is a two is a two page spread basically with these like right you know little with, with the panels worked in around yeah one big central image definitely it's a really yeah. cool look yeah yeah my experience with a lot of comics is that I feel like legibility is something that's very important but is often mm. overlooked. But the way that they go about it makes it so that you can totally keep pace. You understand everything that's going on, but it still gets this stronger impact that I think you wouldn't really be able to do without doing that. You know, the, the taking both pages into consideration. Uh, so I thought that was re- I, I really love love nice. uh, looking at any of those pages. That's awesome. That's uh, <laughs> that's really interesting to hear too, for sure. So what what about uh, Red Razors? What do you think about that one? Uh, Steve Yole doing that it's, one. It's really me being a sucker for inks, their <laughs> use of negative space and the uh, uh, big, large areas of black, as well as their understanding of anatomy mm. um, makes you makes the pages and setting feel really grounded in reality. Like there's sometimes sometimes when you're moving around in a scene, you can tell artists kind of get a little bit lost or confused. And then some things are kind of just uh, vaguely here and vaguely there. But with Red Razor, everything has some dramatic sh- shadowing on it, so mm-hmm. you, they understand where the light source is, and they're using that light source to cast interesting shadows to even simplify the composition and add attention to details that they want the audience to pay more attention to. Well, that's really interesting. Yeah, I, 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 I definitely know what you're talking about in the course of, of Razor. I, I think... For me, that's really epitomized by kind of an early scene where those guys that have stolen Elvis are like driving off and Razors goes after them with like his horse and then gets like uh, mm-hmm. like trip lined by by some kids right, like, sort of along right. the way. Yeah. Yeah. Of just having the space that, that they're existing in and stuff like that. that that's a really interesting pick. Yeah. I'm, uh, that's a really cool choice, buddy. Excellent. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. Uh, and on to you, Conrad. What's in your envelope? Oh, man. Okay. So I, I've got a runner-up and a winner as well. Uh, my runner-up is a Carlos Escara for a Al's Baby. I really love this Al's Baby story, <laughs> man. Um, right. All the um, – I really like the character design in it. I feel like everybody's got a different kind of look and like 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 they're all they feel like they're all characters in the same story but like you kind of you every character it's like it's like that old uh Matt Groening thing the guy who created the Simpsons who just who talked about mm-hmm. distinctive characters having just being able to identify them by silhouette i guess right yeah that's what i was going to touch on yeah they all have very distinct silhouettes yeah and exaggerations so, yeah. at different parts Absolutely. So you, so you can tell the difference between Al and his buddy Sal and then his wife Velma <laughs> and like the boss and all these other characters and stuff. And then also mm-hmm. just like I really like the action that they have with these car chases and gangland stuff in this like sort of <laughs> semi-futuristic Chicago or whatever. I think it's really mm-hmm. cool just seeing like this transition of Al, like how he kind of goes from this like great big tough to the kind of like being like pregnant, having the big belly and stuff like that. Oh, that's mm-hmm. really fun. <laughs> um, yeah, stayed yeah. tough the whole time. And I also wanted to give some extra credit for uh, their use of grossness. I don't know oh, if they yeah. had to do that because they're like, 
oh yeah, it's going to be a baby. So we want to make sure we get graphic about like vomit and like, you know, <laughs> uh, falling into septic tanks and stuff I mean, like yeah. that. I mean, even but, if you were going to do baby stuff, there's, you know, that doesn't mean you get dropped into a septic tank automatically. Right. That's extra stuff. Right. <laughs> but yeah, that, that <laughs> moment in, in that story, yeah, like where that where Butt McCluskey's been dropped into the uh, into the into the sept into the the toilet, and you just gonna see him like sinking slower and slower down. You really get a sense of like his desperation to keep like his head above, his face above water and stuff, and then succumbing <laughs> to it is real like really hilarious, you know. I also uh, wanted to yeah, say, I- oh, good, please. Oh, I was just gonna say um that uh, even after that the the um the way they um drew the rash that was on him just like yeah. those red bumps yeah, no, in those final made, sections made, yeah yeah made you feel itchy just kind of <laughs> looking at it and i feel like they captured it really well absolutely i want to say also um i we never really talked about it but i i i i have to call out the fact that like while the character of al always wore basically that that same like gray suit with like a pink shirt or something he always had a different tie every time we saw him. There were all these like different, no. like sort of like 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 stripes and dots and these different colors and stuff like that, which I felt like was a really cool kind of attention to detail. This idea that even if Al has this sort of cartoon character esque, like always having the same wardrobe, basically, he still mixes things up by having like a bunch right. of different like uh, tie colors and things like that. I don't know. That was a little a little moment that I feel like it's scary to just kind of give this character some flair or something. Yeah, <laughs> a lot of fun. Absolutely. That that that's really cool. Yeah, and then for my winner, I'm going to say uh, Colin McNeil for America. I feel like that's a strong choice <laughs> for me. I love that story. Oh, yeah. Um, after a strong start in, um, in in 90, we really got the emotion of America in 91. Um, we got some really great mm-hmm. images just revisiting parts of Dredd's history as interpreted by McNeil, like pages of like the Apocalypse War and other things like that. Um, the the connection between um America and uh, and uh, Bennett and stuff between these characters made, made things really heartbreaking and really interesting, and again just these amazing action scenes, this final confrontation, um, you know this uh plane getting shot down and America like sort of stumbling towards the Statue of Liberty and being taken out and things like that. This is all really just amazing, like. What do I want to say? Just it, it's it's stuff that that's really kept with me, I guess, for the for this character, mm-hmm. and just again, yeah. just the artistic side of this expansion of the uh, of the Dread universe, I guess. Yeah, no, there there's a lot of really memorable moments uh, within that. Uh, that was also one of um, my top five artists. I'm pretty sure that's probably right uh, after Red Razor. Nice. Um, uh, their use of darks uh light sources colors Mm -hmm. and they could express a lot of a lot of things through the panels and the pages and i mean really the colors communicating so much yeah um everything being very painterly one image that sticks out to me was when um uh all those judges blasted that guy that was uh yeah yeah um, yeah and like yeah it was like taking him apart almost when right in in the confrontation yeah Right. That's going to stick with me for uh, a while, if not just uh, forever. Yeah, so, I like that one. Uh, I, I really like just those two final images, those two final pages, basically, of, of the story 
where um, one, and I'm going to talk about this later, but one where, where, where Bennett's sort of thinking back on America and her like, um, like, like revolutionary feel. And then one that's just a great big close up of dread saying like, you know, you're never going to like, we're, we're the mm-hmm. judges. We're in charge. I love that stuff. You know? Right. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Some really great stuff in this, in in these early days. I mean, more than we're mentioning, I think even there's some really fun, mm-hmm. different artists doing cool stuff. Definitely. But let's move on to uh, this thing that I, I, I like. I appreciate you being here, Eli, because you know all this art stuff, so you can keep me honest <laughs> here, because otherwise I'll just talk about this, which is our, our second award, uh, Best Writing. Because I think that's like, I don't know. That's how I interface with things, so I guess it's sort of, it, it's harder for me to see a ton of art stuff. Um, no, what do you think fair. was the so, some of the best writing in the course of this um, of this year of the magazine? Yeah, uh, I'd say uh, start with my runner-up. Uh, second place was America. Nice. Uh, still, some of uh, the most uh, passionate writing. Some some great twists. I felt like even the theme and the plot still mm-hmm. resonated really well in the Judge Dread universe. Yeah. You know, sometimes I feel like some stories that we get, we're like, did that need to be Judge Dread? <laughs> but I feel like America was like, no, that there is no other story this could have yeah. uh, went into. Uh, and uh, it had me uh, feeling things the entire way and surprised me along the way as well, which is hard to do. I'm pretty up on like plot tropes and things like that. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but uh, yeah, I would say America was a, a masterpiece uh, only to be surpassed by. Yeah, Al's yeah, baby. I want to hear this. <laughs> No, no, go ahead. <laughs> Only be surpassed by Al's baby. Ooh. Uh, <laughs> uh, and the it double really... John Wagner nominations. <laughs> I like this. Yeah. Uh, uh, and really, I know why Al's edged out just a little bit. And it was because of the development and the crazy characters. Mm. Um, uh, I, I felt like um, it touched on a lot of um, like America touched on a lot of like philosophical humanity while I feel Mm -hmm. like Al's baby touched on a little bit more uh, surface things that people could just relate to immediately and even just day-to-day life. While America was like of the people, like what is it to dream? What is it to believe? While Al's baby was a lot more like what are like gender roles and like what would you Mm. do to protect your family and your close ones? And because it touched on, (laughs) yeah, because it touched on those concepts, I, uh, it, it ranked just a little bit uh, closer to me, just as far as like um, uh, things I really enjoyed. That, that being said, though, if like if I had someone who came up to me and was like, Eli, I want to learn about Judge Dredd and I'm only going to read one comic, what would it be? <laughs> I would actually probably tell them America. But if it's me sitting down, just, you know, relaxing by myself and I'm reading something, I'll probably go for Al's baby. Yeah, I think that's fair. I mean, Al's baby's very much this kind of funny like silly kind of romp thing whereas America's very very serious makes you think about things. So it's is is more mm-hmm. more of a lighter read, I guess. That's awesome. <laughs> for sure. I mean, yeah, no, I I I I really agree with you about America. I got to say it is one is is one I think of as if I was yeah, exactly what you said if you need kind of dread in a microcosm it really does a great job of that i think of just sort of what's up with all this stuff mm-hmm. um for me <laughs> i guess i my runner-up is a dave stone for armitage 
I really liked the uh, mm. the the mystery aspects of Armitage. I mean, it didn't turn out to be like a real like full on like parlor. Here's why you accuse somebody with all these um, clues and stuff. But there were some clues that sort of I feel like made sense as time went by and stuff. I definitely remember like them revealing pieces of the puzzle and me being like, oh, so that means that could be that, which, you know, <laughs> I, I think I talked about it in the episode, but one of those things that um, when you discover, when you figure out a clue right before the uh, the main character does, it like makes you feel right. smart, basically. And I feel like that's right. sort of what this accomplished, which is nice. Um, yeah. yeah. Of the mysteries, uh, Armitage did keep me on my toes, guessing a lot of the time as well. Yeah. Uh, so I can definitely agree and see why that made your runner up. Yeah, definitely. And then I also just like the expansion, I guess, of this setting of Britsit, I suppose, of like, you know, here's <laughs> this Armitage, you know, like he he's a detective, but there's also like this brass he's up against and like this kind of old boys club and things like that. You know, they sell like commissions for senior judge and things like uh, I, also, <laughs> I also know you have a soft spot for cops on the edge, like when the oh, you know it, yeah, yeah no, right. Armitage, <laughs> ultimate, ultimate dreadverse cop on the edge for sure. But also, like until this point, like we'd only seen kind of bits and pieces of like this Britsit setting, I guess. Like, like we knew what the judge uniforms mm-hmm. looked like, but we didn't really know that much about like what life was like or what even like the justice department or the justice system. Mm-hmm was like over there and this was a real like chance to establish that and see what it's like to be over there and things like that so right, that absolutely. i thought that was a really valuable piece as well just for this, yeah. you know combining world building with a with a fun story i guess is a good combo <laughs> definitely yeah and then for my winner i'm gonna say john wagner for america buddy listen like, <laughs> <laughs> um you know, I mean, just like I said with 90 in our, in, in our 1990 Maggie's, like, America gives me goosebumps all the time. Like, <laughs> like just like how the opening did, the ending did too. Like I mentioned with the art as well. Like, we see, mm. ben, you know, the, the last two pages, one's Beanie trying to end things with this hopeful vision, right? We see this, mm. like, montage of images of, of America Yara, like, protesting and fighting back and stuff. And he says, you've got to keep fighting, keep looking for America and stuff like that. It's a real, like, <laughs> hopeful message. And then the page right. after that's just fucking judge, like a close-up of Judge Dredd being like, no, uh-uh, America's dead. Right. This is the real world, all right? Like, you know. Right. Yeah, I definitely don't fault you for that. It's just, yeah, I mean, I don't know. Like, just that stuff is just the, um, whatever, the old, uh, um, like, you, you, can, you can pray and, like, give your soul to Jesus, but your ass belongs to me kind of situation or something <laughs> like that, I guess. Right. Um, or just, just, like, yeah, like, you know, you, you can't be too hopeful because it's always Mega City 1 and dread, and the judges are always there and stuff. And I think that's the real, a real great capper right. to that story, you know? Um, that's sort of, yeah. you know, I mean, again, like not to get too cynical, but it's something that feels real, I guess, like not right. that, like just having a nice idea will, will let you win the day or something like that, I guess. Right. Yeah, definitely. And I, I really love how they painted the judges in that light as well. And it what didn't you break your suspension of disbelief. It all made perfect sense. Like, yeah, yeah the judges 
don't want you to be free. I mean, that would be uh, no. The they, last well, thing yeah, they, they, want. they want order. They want like their concept of justice and stuff, and right. and <laughs> freedom is really part of that. You know, and, yeah. they'll, and they'll snuff out a couple protests to make sure it happens. Yeah, yeah, they'll yeah. make examples and stuff like that. <laughs> definitely. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's move on now. The you know for our our third category where we put the first two together, which is of course um, award three best overall thrill. What's your what's your top <laughs> overall ones? What do you got for me, Eli? Uh, so hopefully we're not just getting repetitive. Yeah. Uh, but my best overall was uh, America. Nice. <laughs> Listen. Yeah, it's yes, good. So, so if you're uh, listening to this and you're like, you know what, I'm not sure America. <laughs> I'm not sure about this America stuff. I'm not sure if I want to give it a shot. Uh, yeah, it's uh, made. We've mentioned it about five times now. Yeah, listen, it's been there in every category for sure. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, who are you gonna trust? I mean, you got to give it a try. <laughs> but uh, uh, but yeah, America for all the reasons we have already discussed. Fair. It's uh, um, amazing. Uh, the artist really understands uh, lighting, contrast, anatomy, and the writing really understands, you know, uh, systematic uh, oppression yeah. and the desire to try to overcome it, as well as how to spin a yarn that will keep you guessing all the way to the end. It's the final, the ending, uh, the last twist uh, really caught me off guard. Really wasn't expecting it, but. It, yeah, uh, definitely. It feels the, yeah, the uh yeah, Bennett like 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 taking America's body or something. It feels like yeah. such a modern twist almost. It seems very right. like ahead of its time for 1990, mm-hmm. I guess. Right. Yeah. But uh yeah, it's amazing. You got to get got to got to give it props. Yeah. Hey, why not? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um for Curious what yours is. Oh man, well, well, I I had a runner up, which was Al's baby. Um, I love the the mm. humor and silliness combined with action and stuff like that. I think it really just becomes this sort of perfect stew of just a fun, like I'm gonna sit down and read a comic book kind of story, you know. Um, mm. And I think I th- we okay. should probably make a note of like how many comics we actually did read. Or else people are just going to think we read these five comics over and over again, and then I mean we read a bunch. Like you know, I mean I think there's stuff that that was fine. Like you know, there's a lot of sort of like general Mm. Judge Dredd stories that were in there that were okay. Like, Mm. but I mean Mm. the fact is is that like Al's Baby to an extent, but um, America especially, which is my top uh, overall thrill for the record. Um, Mm -hmm. Like America itself is just is (laughs) is a a superlative. Um, section of the um, of this magazine. It's sort of set. I feel like for me, it's the it's basically the high water mark of mm-hmm. what these stories in the magazine can be. You know, because I guess just to kind of talk about it in the larger framework of the judge of the Judge Dread magazine, the publication, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. um, right. It is like the idea of the magazine. It's that it's a little bit more. It's more of a prestige comic. And it's a little bit more adult or mature or something. And so mm-hmm. I feel like America, which has graphic violence, which has nudity, which has these big discussions about like freedom and the concept of justice and um, and and the, and like, you know, the the USA and stuff like that, mm-hmm. like all of those things go together to make it this really important, like 
like key comic for the start of this of this um experiment that we're reading this this judge red magazine you know mm-hmm. like yeah. that just sort of as like a as as a post that's like all right like this is what a comic here can be so we should you know we can judge other things sort of with its example basically because mm-hmm. there were i mean you know but but i will say yeah there's a bunch of stories i really liked i really liked young death i thought that once that one got yeah. going that was a really fun story as well um kenny who, also well, of, kenny who was last year oh, yeah. but you know so that doesn't yeah. count for this year but there's right. definitely a lot of stuff that's I, I I like that that a that a Spider Woman story just for the John Hinklinton art right. and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. But, the yeah. one that wasn't Venom. I remember that one. Yeah, yeah. The Reptar uh, one or whatever. Yeah, Reptar. yeah, yeah. We had a, we had a lot. Yeah, um, uh, and the, yeah, because the, there were a lot of ones that were just like a, even just hey, this is one chapter and that we're not doing it again. Like that guy who was being eaten by gremlins. Right. Uh, the, there was, the electricity guy or whatever. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. honorable mentions to those guys too. Just so you guys know, we are doing our homework. Please, yeah, come on. <laughs> it's it's just tough because, especially right now, just because this is a monthly comic. Um, mm. You know, it's only twelve issues. Like it's way different. We like I, I feel like I do a lot more in the spinnies where there's fifty two issues, and you know, so there's like two hundred sort of like or or there's hundreds of like comics to choose from basically. Whereas this mm-hmm. one. Uh, like you know there's like 10 overall stories this year you know and one of them mm-hmm. is like a genre defining masterpiece so it's mm-hmm. it's tough you know <laughs> right <laughs> like, like like to be real about it you know yeah absolutely i mean i i'm, I'm going to assume in our defense that when we get to the reader nominations there's going to be a lot of america in there as well you know there there must be <laughs> right Right. Um, and I should say also, like, sort of as we're recording this, um, Rebellion, who owns 2000 AD, has just released a um, a fancy new edition of the America story, complete with some lost scripts that have been put together and sort of, oh. like, with some interesting new information and stuff like that. So, you know, it's really a great time to check that out as well. It's like, sometimes the stuff we're, we're going to read in a magazine is going to be very obscure and hard to find, but I'm really happy that um, mm-hmm. <laughs> this America story at least is pretty easy to check out. Right. Yeah. That's really exciting. <laughs> awesome. So, okay. So our, our, our final award, you know, I've talked about these stories, but I want to talk about people and their relative value, Eli. That's what's important. So right. I would right. like to know who is your MVP, your most valuable person or player or whatever. It's uh, it's funny. In, in um, the last year I did this, I had um, someone ask me what that stand f- stood for because I guess it's not as common a set of, a, of of an abbreviation in England or something like that. So I'm trying to really kind of say what it means <laughs> going forward. Mm-hmm. But but who's your MVP for 1991 here in the magazine? Um. I guess I have trouble quantifying actual employees, artists, writers, and letters. Mm. So mine is going to be a character. That's great. Yeah, fine. <laughs> um, mine is uh, Sal from Al's Baby. All right. Uh, he really uh, stuck up, uh, rose up to rose to the plate, rose to the challenge. Uh, it's not every day that you're, you know, guy who you go killing guys with gets pregnant, and then you have to, you know, uh, help coach this very. Yeah. Uh, macho guy through pregnancy, but Sal was there every step of the way, taking photos, documenting it, giving advice, you know, stopping uh, Al from smoking. Uh, <laughs> definitely uh, rose to the challenge. I'm sure Al and even uh, Velma would uh, agree that 
Uh, they couldn't oh, yeah. have done it without him. Definitely. I love that choice, Eli. That's really great because I agree. Like that, that story is a whole different thing if, if, if Sal isn't there. You know, he provides <laughs> just – he knows about babies. He does all this stuff. He's taking all these like, you know, snapshots of as, as Al's getting bigger and stuff like that. He's really, he's really my, one of my favorite characters ever, just this like supportive godfather like like literal godfather kind of character right you know? so we're gonna get this baby going it's gonna be great you know i think that's a really right. great choice um oh, thank you yeah come on whatever for me i i i i did pick a person uh john wagner who mm, won last yeah. year and i'm giving it to him here as well um <laughs> I mean, putting in the work. Yeah, well, we're going to mm-hmm. see a little, a little bit less of this going forward. But like he for most of this year, like until September or so, he had like three stories in each issue of the magazine. You know, like he was do like he, he had like America and Al's baby and young death for most of this year, you know, mm-hmm. And wow. it really makes this like the first, especially the first like sort of chronological year of the magazine, to say nothing of the first calendar or second calendar year of it, very much his show and sort of in his, I mean, he created Dread, of course, but also just sort of the guiding this actual publication in terms of what its stories can be and stuff like that. Because it's very much like I feel like the, those three stories he wrote of America, Al's Baby and Young Death are very much sort of like the spectrum of what of what you want to see in a magazine, I guess, sort of from very serious to very comedic to sort of mixing those two with some horror in there as well. Like, it's just a really strong bunch of output for the year. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, like I just thought you did a really good job. So whatever. Good times. <laughs> <laughs> no, I definitely think um, definitely deserves that, that award. Um, yeah, I mean, that's a, you know, because you can make a fictional character go through some stuff, and that's hard to do. But when you're the actual human making these fictional characters go through this <laughs> stuff, that's that's hours, that's time, that's energy, that's correction, that's yeah, getting reviews, feedback, revisions. So yeah, that's definitely very well deserved. Yeah, I think he's you know he's an important creator for this for this for this publication we're in so we definitely want to kind of give him you know not just his works but the man himself some props here for sure right yeah yeah i'd say that's harder to do than what sal was even doing you know taking you know i mean sal i don't released, know you know it's, it's <laughs> like the day-to-day of keeping of of keeping like morning sickness and <laughs> like weird cravings al as you're also fighting a gang war and stuff like let's not underestimate <laughs> All the okay. stuff he had to handle, like off screen as well, you know. <laughs> that, that's fair. That's fair. You're right. I forgot about that. There probably was some stuff going on uh, when uh, 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 the the comic wasn't rolling. Yeah, so. you know. Come on, like there's like nine mm-hmm. months in there. Whatever. All right. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Cool. So that's it for our uh, nominations. Now let's get to the listener nominations. What did you guys, the people listening to this here show, think about the magazine in 1991? Ooh, I'm very excited. Thanks, past Conrad and Eli. Let me quickly mention that Big Meg One will also be on brief hiatus while we do some case file collections, and we'll be back alongside Space Spinner to get stuck in 1992 very soon. All right, now let's hear your nominations for the 1991 Meggies. From 
our lovely Patreon folks. Eamon Clark from Negacy Book Club says, For the Meg, Best Thrill, Al's Baby, writer John Wagner, artist Carlos Escara. Cheers. Excellent. A lot of Al's Baby, actually, on the Patreon here, as we'll see. Michael E. says, Best Art, Carlos on Al's Baby. Best Writer, John Wagner on America, Al's Baby and Young Death. is very much my feeling as well. Best Thrill, Al's Baby. MVP of the year, John Wagner. He's the editor. And all the best stuff seems to come from him. So he's done a really great job. Yeah, and, you know, that's my, that was my nomination as well. So excellent. Andrew Brown says, for the magazine, a clean sweep for Al's baby. Huge baby fans there. Finally, Alex Firth of um, Heroes of 2000 AD. For the Meggies, best art, Sean Phillips for Armitage. Best writing, come on, it's John Wagner for America and the rest. Best overall thrill, Young Death. It's funny, it's disturbing. And Wagner and Doherty create, uh, ho- uh, uh, quietly create a whole new world. Best month of 1991, issue nine, MVP of the year, gore, buckets of the stuff, which is the main thing that made the Meg of this era feel more different and more dangerous to 2000 AD, even compared to Killing Time. I'll say I've read a fair amount ahead into 1992, and even um, outside of Dread, when you talk about stuff like uh, swimming in blood and other things like that. The gore train keeps on a roll. And strange cases as well, actually. Get some of that Hinklinton gore. That's the kind that makes you feel weird about yourself. All right. (laughs) On the 2080 forums, the monarch writes in, Best writer, John Wagner, Al's Baby, Young Death in America. Need I say more? Best artist, King Carlos himself. Best story, uh... Best story, it may shock you going by the two above that it's totally Al's baby. There's an argument that this story doesn't really fit the Meg, and to that I say you may be right. I don't care, though, it's my favorite strip for the first year of the Meg. Fair. Um, also, um, he's got a couple ones that I think started in that, in Megs that came out in December, but are actually gonna, we'll be covering on our next episode, sort of early, that sort of final, um, Meg of 91 into 92, basically. You know, we go by cover dates, not release dates here, I guess. But so he's got a special mention for Middenface McNulty, which we'll be talking about soon. Travels with Madug. Um, wants to know why that hasn't been reprinted. Make it a floppy, you cowards. Um, and then he's got an entry for the Monarch patented, uh, Walter the Wobot award for Liquid Shite, which is, um, for which for which he nominates Britsit Babes, which we'll be talking quite a bit about in the coming months, and has has its problems and its sort of weirdness. So I, you know, it's hard to disagree. I guess um, he sort of has a a zinger of it's mostly remembered because of the uh, ball and cover that kicks the story off, which is a burn. Don't want to get too many hot fire uh, Britsit Babe takes at this point. That's coming up. Um, over on Facebook, Willie Russell says, sorry to be boring, but all the categories belong to America and its creative team with Wagner scooping MVP as the de facto editor of the title as well as best writer. I mean, that might be boring. It's also what I picked. So, you know, that's just how it goes. Sometimes the answers for these are obvious. Um, 
America is The Dread Strips Dark Knight, a series that set a new benchmark in quality that readers imagined represented the new normal, but which subsequent stories struggled to live up to. Interesting. I think, I mean, I'll say at the very least, it is interesting that America is supposed to be the best Dread Strip, but it's technically not a Dread Strip, right? Like, it's not collecting the case files. It's just in... um separate collections and stuff but yeah i mean we all i always talk about america as a high point or as a uh and possibly a uh a bar setter and it's again something we got to keep in mind as we see whether they whether stories go over or under that bar you know try to be positive that's what i'm trying to say um Gareth Edwards Lloyd Tolman writes um, for the magazine for art Red Razors. Love me a bit of the Steve Yole art. Writing is America, classic and rightly so. Best thrill, Al's baby, a great fun story. He doesn't nominate a best month, and his MVP is Armitage, grumpy British copper. What's not to like? All right. <laughs> thank you very much, everybody, and thank you for sending in your Maggie's nominations. Always fun. You know, the magazine, we're still growing here, but, um, you know, 12 episodes in now, soon, way more as we end up going weekly in 1992. Very excited for that and other stuff. And I hope you are as well. See you in the future. Thanks so much, future boys. Um, so, Eli, um, with the spinnies as well, what I like to do just before we finish up is just talk about what's going to be coming in the next year for uh, the magazine. What, what, what 1992 is going to look like for the judge red magazine. I'm very excited about it. Um, so I, I, I want to say like a really important thing that's going to happen probably about three months in, or maybe five months in is that um, after issue 20, we'll be finished. Like, Issue 20 is the end of the first volume of the Judge Dredd magazine. And what that means is it starts num- it's it, it starts numbering again from one. So it goes back down to issue one. Oh, okay. And then it transitions from a weekly for, or for, from a monthly comic to a fortnightly comic. So coming out every every two weeks, basically. Okay. They speed up a bit. Yeah, so things are going to speed up a bit. It means we'll be having, you know, 26 comics instead of 12 and stuff. It means that this show will go from every other week to being a weekly uh, show, which will be very exciting, you know. Yeah. Um, I should say also we'll get our 25th um, episode in there as well. Just that uh, that uh, quarter to 100. Always good progress and stuff. <laughs> nice. But so for returning th- returning stories, we'll be having more um, heavy metal dread. We'll continue. We'll both continue and get a second midden face McNulty story. We'll finish up uh, straight jacket fits. We'll have more um, strange cases, which are just sort, of, sort of these one off uh, weird stories, and we'll have another um, Armitage story coming in as well in 1992. Oh, that's exciting. Yeah, definitely. And then we'll have some new thrills as well. We'll have a story called uh, Brit Sit Babes about some undercover judges. Um, Armageddon, which is sort of a, a semi-prequel story to um, uh, Judge Dredd. Almost. It's complicated. We'll talk about it. Um, okay. We'll have the per- the debut of Devlin Waugh, or Devlin War, who is this um, 
character who is a dandy and an exorcist and doing all kind and a libertine and doing all kinds of stuff. He's going to be fighting vampires in the dread world. And he's probably the most iconic uh, character in the magazine specifically. He's like sort of this magazine only character sort of to this day. Okay. Um, I'm very excited to talk more about him and just get into what his deal is. Ooh, he's sexy. Um, and <laughs> we have a story called Soul Sisters, which is about like nuns, and it's got a very like kind of Steve Ditko inspired feel to it. I guess it's very weird. Yeah, I- we'll, we'll definitely learn more about that as we go in as well. I guess it's hard to describe. Yeah, when you said Soul Sisters, I thought it was um, the sisters of. Uh- uh, nausea and um, oh no no very very different from those um, <laughs> from the uh, from the lady judge from from the dark judges or whatever the, uh, got it the sisters of destruction or whatever from uh, Judge Death yeah very different um, <laughs> then we'll get we'll start getting some uh, Judge Anderson stories glad we sort of prepped for her but she'll be making her um, magazine debut um, also solo stories for Judge Hershey all the lady judges showing up. In the magazine. Oh, nice. That's going to be exciting. Yeah, we've got a story called Cal Hab Justice, which is basically spinning off the idea not just of a, of a Brit sit like, like England in the Dreadverse, but Scotland in the Dreadverse. Judges <laughs> with kilts and big Claymore swords and stuff like that. It's going to be ridiculous. Um, and also we'll have Al's Baby, Al's Baby 2, like the second section of Al's baby kid has grown up. He's like a toddler. There's going to be a lot of violence. It's going to be pretty excellent. I'm really excited about <laughs> Al's right. baby too, for sure. Toddlers and violence. Yeah. Al, <laughs> Sal, and this little kid. It's going to be great. Um, <laughs> Got to get him into the family business, I guess. Definitely. Yeah, absolutely. And then there's going to be a bunch of Dread stories as well as you'd imagine. I mean, it's the Judge Dread magazine, but two really big ones that stood out to me. Um, the first one's definitely Judgment Day which is going to be the first big mega epic that we'll see here in the magazine. And it'll last for a bunch of b- bunch of week a bunch of months and will actually also cross over with um the Judge Dread stories in 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 2000 AD, which means that our coverage will have a crossover with Space Spinner 2000, which is going to be very exciting. Podcasts colliding. <laughs> um the other big dread story that 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 we'll see is uh, the story called Mechanismo, which is about the introduction of Android judges into Mega City One, mm-hmm. which is very interesting. And I and I and you might not know this, um, Eli, but uh, Dred, Judge Dread hates robots a lot. Oh, so okay. Be very they don't have the same sense of justice as he does. I get it. It's well, like, I mean, and not even like he doesn't – he hates robot judges. He just hates like plain old robots basically. I see. That's going to be tough being in a, the future where there's so many robots everywhere. Yeah, well, listen. You know. He doesn't deal with it very well. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I'm very excited for those two stories. I mean the uh, the Mechanismo story especially is one – that um, we'll, we're, we're seeing the effects of even to this day in the magazine of just sort of some of these robot judges and things like that. Very excited to see the rollout of them. And oh man, I think it's going to be really great. I'm really excited for 92 in the magazine. As, as, as trepidatious as I am for 1992 in uh, 2000 AD, I am excited for it in the meg. It's going to be very, I, I, I think that there's going to be some really good stuff this time. <laughs> That's pretty cool. 
Yeah, it should be good. All right, awesome. So, okay, that's it for us. I hope everybody enjoyed the show. As always, you can find Big Meg One on iTunes, Titch, the Google Play Store, Spotify, or our podcast site at BigMegOne.com. You can contact us at BigMegOne at gmail.com on the, on the 2080 forums or on our Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter pages. For all those, check out Big Meg One, all spelled out, and you'll find us. This show is brought to you by Steve by Steve Green's name, Kip Miller, and your friends, the 2080 Forums. If you'd like to join them and help support the show, we'd really appreciate it. Please check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash Cradaline. That's our podcast network. There you can support the show and receive a bunch of excellent rewards, including advanced episodes, coverage of modern 2080 in the magazine, and even monthly Q&As with myself and Fox from Space Spinner. And then come back next time. Oh, man. <laughs> As we arrive in 1992, we'll finish up Reptar, rock out, rock on with Heavy Metal Dread, have some time adventures with Middenface McNulty's, it, or Middenface McNulty, investigate some strange cases, and hang out with some Britsit babes. Oh, it's going to be exciting, Eli. I'm pretty stoked. <laughs> and until then, I'm Conrad, there, Eli, and we are Big Bag One. Drock it!